I'm going to welcome you to Washed Weekend. And I had great expectations for this weekend, but it's been more impacting than I ever, ever expected. So I know you're in for an awesome, awesome weekend. And here's what's going to happen right now. I'm going to open up the Bible, and I'm going to teach on the subject of water baptism. And there's so many of you in here that have been water baptized, and uh, you might think, boy, I've been water baptized. What's this going to do for me? I really believe it's going to open up our understanding further than it's ever, ever been opened. And there are many of you in here, you've never had the opportunity to be water baptized, and I think this will impact and change your life forever as you sit through this message. I was raised Catholic, and in the Catholic Church, uh, we were baptized as babies. And so I accepted Christ at 19, and I had no idea what happened in other Protestant churches because I was never in a Protestant church until 19. And then I went in a church like this, so I never was in denominational Protestant churches. And I was, I was fascinated to find out when I began to research for this message that there's a lot of Protestant churches that, that baptize infants too. So I just thought you might find it interesting. Here, here's how it goes. Um, it, uh, the Lutheran, the Presbyterian, the United Church of Christ, those three they all baptized babies, which I didn't know that. Then the Methodists and the Nazarenes, not all of them, but many of them baptized babies. Then the Catholics obviously do. And then the Orthodox churches, like Greek Orthodox, Romanian Orthodox, Syrian Orthodox, all of the Orthodox churches, they water baptize infants. And growing up Catholic, I understand exactly why that was done and I, I went through Catholic school, so I was educated uh, with all, all, all the religion classes and, and understood all of what, what happened. And what was really cool about being baptized as a baby is we were given godparents. And the Italians call them comadi and compadi. And uh, it was cool having godparents growing up. And uh, they were supposed to stand in and see to it that I was raised as a Christian. And today's message is not about whether or not it's right to baptize a baby. I don't think it matters to God. But what it's, what it's about is, as an adult, once you come to know Jesus, should you be water baptized, even if you were baptized as a baby? Should you be water baptized, even if you weren't baptized as a baby? What is water baptism all about? And that's what we want to talk about today. And in Christianity, there's a tremendous amount of different trains of thought. I mean, you can find people that believe way over here, somebody else that believes way over here, and then thousands of beliefs in between. And I thought the first thing we should do is make sure all of us understand that water baptism has nothing to do with your salvation. And I think that's very, very important. You know, Peter on the day of Pentecost, he preached this incredible message. When he was finished with the message, there's a statement there that's made. He said, repent, He said, and believe, be baptized, and you shall be saved. So many people take that one little verse and they build an entire doctrine that you can't go to heaven unless you're water baptized. And you have whole sects in Christianity that will teach that. And when you study the Greek language, we could have translated that a little different where it never said that, and it still would have been a great translation. And uh, what I like to do, and what you're going to see I do today... I like to make you think. I like to make you make your own decisions because I don't believe I should be the one thinking for you. I feel I should present you with information and let you decide 
whether or not you believe it. I believe you're that intelligent. And I want you to think this through. But it's fascinating when you study the Bible and you find out how the Bible can literally interpret itself. And that's what we're going to allow it to do today. I want to look at a couple sections of Scripture. The first one is Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. And this is one of the classic Scriptures that tells us how we're saved, how we go to heaven. And it says this in verse 8, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. And I love verse 9. Not by works so that no one can boast. And oftentimes we say grace is God's unmerited favor. Another way to translate grace is it's God's ability that supersedes our ability. And we're saved by God's ability, not ours. We're not saved by our efforts. That would be works. We're saved by God's grace. And then it says through faith. That's how we're saved. And I want you to notice something that's not in this verse. And this really helps me understand the Bible. I always ask myself a question when I read a verse. I ask myself this question, what isn't in the verse? And as you read this, it says we're saved by grace uh, through faith. And it doesn't go on to say and water baptism. Do you notice how water baptism is left out? And so it has nothing to do as you study scriptures with your salvation. The next text is really fascinating. It's in Romans. Paul's writing it. And I'm going to read it today out of the Catholic Bible. And for all of you that have you know, Protestant translations, you'll see they're just about identical. They're saying exactly the same thing. But listen to Romans chapter 10, verse 8. It says this, But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. So Paul's saying to the people, I'm preaching a message. It's a message of faith. And this message is something that comes in here, guys. And you release it here. Salvation is a heart issue. It's not a head issue. It's not an efforts issue. It's not because you joined a church. It's because of what's happened inside you. And listen to what he goes on and says. He says, for if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. <laughs> the word saved means to be a Christian, to go to heaven, to receive eternal life. And, and notice how salvation comes from believing in the heart, confessing with the mouth. Notice how water baptism is not included in this text. And I don't know how to explain it to you. What's fascinating me over the years is I just ask a lot of people questions and my wife and I have talked about this. I talked with my mother-in-law about it. And we all three had different experiences. Before I met Jesus, I was headed for hell, guys. There was no question about it. I was on my way there. And uh, I was becoming more and more hard, living a crazy life of sin. And, and I was doubting whether or not there was a God. Now, my wife accepted Christ at 18. And she was the total opposite. She loved God even before she... She, she so more or less had that born-again experience. My mother-in-law is the same way. She loved God. She just didn't know what the Bible said. No one ever taught them. And I, I see them. They were totally opposite of me. But for me, I was in this darkness. And I had a day where my heart opened. And I saw Jesus was Lord. And I prayed and accepted Him. And I had a 180-degree turn. I mean, I went 
180 degrees the opposite direction because a light went on on the inside. My wife tells me she had a born again experience, but she said, I always loved God. I just didn't know what to do. And I said, I was wondering whether God even existed and I was living like the devil, but somebody presented God to me. And so everyone in this room can relate to one of those sides, but it all happens in the heart. It's a heart issue. Listen to how it reads on. Verse 10. For one believes with the heart and so is justified and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. Verses 11 and 12. For the scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame. That's exciting. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all enriching all who call upon him. And listen to this next verse. Verse 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So first you believe here and then you say, Jesus, I love you. Can, can you agree with me? Water baptism, again, is not mentioned here, but you're saved without it. And it's not something that brings salvation. But here's what I want to make sure I don't do today. I don't want to diminish water baptism by saying you don't get saved through water baptism. I want to exalt it today. This is all about water baptism. And one way of exalting it is to just bring out the cold fact Jesus commanded us to be water baptized. So that puts it in a category of itself just to say Jesus said every Christian should be water baptized. So we want to make sure we lift it up. Let's make sure we all understand what it means to be baptized. The Greek word is baptizo. It's a simple Greek word. It was never translated in your Bible. They did what's called transliteration. And all that means is this. They take the Greek word or the Hebrew word and they write it in English. So baptizo was written baptize or baptism. They never, they never translated it. Here's what the Greek word means. It's a real cool Greek word. It means to dunk, immerse, to make fully wet. That's all that it means. It means you go all the way down and you come up soaked when you come back. That's what we call this weekend washed. And I found a sentence. This is from a book that was written when the Bible was written. So this is a really old book. And I found one sentence in the book. And I'll read it to you in English. It's written in Greek. And I'll just leave one word in the Greek to help you understand what baptized means. It goes like this. The rocks put a huge hole in the ship and it baptizoed. <laughs> it sunk. <laughs> and that's what this word means to sink, to be fully immersed. So here at Believers, we dunk people all the way down and bring them back up. I was in India many, many years ago and I did a crusade with some other guys. And after the crusade, we baptized like 3,000 people. It was really cool. We went to, we, we went to a, a, a big, it was like a big pond. And uh, the, the pastors of the local churches did the baptism and we just watched. It was the coolest thing. But I have it on video and sometimes I just get it out to look and laugh because this this one pastor that was water baptizing, he was keeping people under 60 seconds almost. And we're like, oh man, I hope they took a deep breath and then he'd bring them up. And it was very humorous. You don't have to stay under long, but you do need to go all the way under. I think that's very, very important. So let's talk about why we water baptize. And according to the Bible, there's two main reasons. Here, here are the reasons. It's symbolic of what happened when you believed. It's, it's a symbol. And, and the second reason is it's a form of public identification. And, and we'll talk about both of these. Let's talk first about the fact that it's just simply a symbol of what happened when you believed. Many of you know this. There will be some of you that don't. 
Before you met Jesus and accepted him as Savior, the Bible teaches us that you were spiritually dead. I was spiritually dead. And I really knew it. And uh, that means that the real you on the inside was sin-stained. That's what it means to be spiritually dead. The real you is a spirit. And according to the Scriptures, your spirit looks just like your body. It's like a hand going inside a glove, and the glove and the hand look similar. Your spirit, man, looks exactly like your body, only, I love to say this, it's in perfect condition. Isn't that exciting? Yay! It's perfect. And... and uh, uh, before you met Jesus, that spirit man was separated from God and sin-stained because of Adam's sin. And that's why we had such an easy time sinning and walking away from God. Well, when you accepted Christ, a miracle happened, but you couldn't see it with these eyes. Baptism shows it to you. But the Bible teaches us that the Holy Spirit took that spirit of yours, the old one, and he did something with it. The Bible teaches us that he baptized you. That means the Holy Spirit took your spirit immersed you into Christ and the Bible is full of what's called in Christ truths and they're so cool to read the different in Christ truths and here's what the Bible says happened that you were crucified with him you were buried with him and you were raised and seated in heavenly places with him that's all your inner man when, after I accepted Jesus, I looked the same. Most people didn't believe I accepted him. The man that was instrumental in leading me to the Lord, when, when I told him I got saved, he said, are you sure? I said, yeah. He goes, are you positive? I said, yeah. And he didn't see a difference. I didn't look different. He had to see some proof come out of me. So when you accepted Jesus and you said, Jesus, I believe you're the only way to heaven, whenever that happened in your life, your spirit, man, died and was buried and God created a new one and that new one's inside of you and here's what's so interesting about Christianity guys some of us spend years thinking we're the old person that we were before we met Jesus and that old guy died you are not that person you just have to renew your mind to who you are now you are something that the Bible says is created in the image and likeness of Jesus that's what your spirit is your spirit is so victorious so glorious so awesome and we just have to renew our minds to who we are so baptism symbolizes that and i want to read a scripture to you out of romans chapter eight or uh, six and listen to verses three and four it, it says this or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into christ jesus not water that's the holy spirit immersing us were baptized into his death we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. That's the miracle that happens. So when someone baptizes you and you go into the water, that's symbolic of the fact you died, you were buried, and when you come up, it's symbolic of the fact you are now a new person and you're living a whole different life. It's an incredible symbol. But I think even more importantly, is the identification. You identify with Christianity. You know, in the Bible days, this is so cool. And I think this is missing from American Christianity. And that's one of the reasons we're doing this weekend the way we are. This is missing. Do you know in Bible days, after someone accepted Jesus, they were immediately water baptized? Wherever they did it. I want to read a scripture to you. This is Acts 2, verse 41. The Bible says, Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Peter preached 
the day of Pentecost, he preached this message. And after he preached this message, 3,000 people said, I believe that. And they immediately baptized them. They made a public declaration immediately. And here's what's fascinating. Remember how the day of Pentecost began? The Holy Spirit fell. They all began to speak in other tongues, the 120 that were in the upper room. And all the Jewish people that were out in the streets and out in the courtyard that heard it, they said, these people are drunk, they're crazy. Then Peter preached the first sermon and told them about Jesus. And then we just read the end of it. 3,000 people accepted God, Christ. There were thousands that didn't accept Christ. So I want you to imagine what's happening. Imagine being at the mall on the Friday after Thanksgiving. And, and crazy Pastor Joe preaches a message about Jesus and stands up and the mall security can't get to me. And at, after I preach the message, guys, there's, there's a thousand of you who say, yes, I want to accept Jesus. And we go right to a fountain in the mall. And your neighbors are in the mall shopping and your family is in the mall shopping. And we water baptize you in the name of Jesus. In essence, you're saying, I'm with the crazy people now. That's what you're saying. I'm a, I'm a Jesus freak now. And I really believe water baptism, it's, it's that identification, it's that declaration. I really believe, this is my opinion, it's the first step in becoming a disciple or follower of Jesus because your life changes when you make public declaration. It's amazing. Uh, when I first accepted Christ, many of you know my story, so I won't bore you with, with, with my story, but... Lou witnessed to me three months. He told me to watch a TV show after three months. I prayed, accepted Christ, called Lou. Hey, I'm a Christian now. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, all right, I want you to tell everybody you see, the first person that walks into your office and then everybody after, I want you to tell everybody you're Christian, all your friends, your family. Lou, I didn't sign up for this. I just prayed with a guy and said, I, I love Jesus. I said, I'm, isn't, shouldn't you be happy? I love Jesus. No, you tell everybody. I said, all right, and, and I'm a quiet person, so that was not my, that was not my uh, character. And uh, so the, the first guy that walked up, I tell, I've told the story before, he was a nice guy. I thought, oh, good, I got a nice guy. And, and I told him, Sam, guess what? I accepted Jesus. And then he said, praise the Lord, I'm a Christian too. And I'm like, yeah, this is easy. Then the next couple guys didn't say praise the Lord. They said some other things. And they weren't happy with me. And uh, these were all tough guys. Remember, I owned and operated a barbell club, gym. So these are tough dudes. And uh, I went home, told all my family. None of them were happy. They were all mad at me. And uh, I told all my friends. They all got like, are you crazy? What's wrong with you? Are we going to party Friday night? No. Uh, I'm a Christian now. So they still called me on Friday. And I said, hey, guys, come on over. We'll read my Bible. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Jesus. I lost all my friends. But I want to tell you something that happened. I'm 51, I accepted Christ at 19, 32 years I've never backslid. I got started and I never stopped. And I believe there's something that's released when we publicly declare, I'm a Christian. It does something. I remember going to Bible school and uh, I'm in a new town. I don't know anybody. I get a new job. I'm working at a convenience store. It's, it's quick trip. It's kind of like sheets, you know, and I'm going to work the night shift while I go to school. And so I'm working with all these people that don't know Jesus. And I just thought, I'm not going to play games. I told them, Where do you I'm here to go to Bible school. I love Jesus. What's your name? And, uh, and I just stood right up. And you know what? Ended up getting a bunch of them saved, bringing a lot of them into the kingdom touching their lives. But I thought, I'm not going to be camouflaged here. 
I'm going to just declare who I am. And it made it so easy to live the life. Look at what happened here. Acts, Acts chapter uh, 2, verse 42. This is right after they were water baptized. The Bible says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And I just read this because I love the word devoted. They just gave it all to Jesus. And I really believe water baptism, when someone accepts Christ and then they're water baptized, I really believe there's something that's released that public declaration. Let me show you one more example. Acts 8, verse 12. The Bible says this, but when they believed Philip after he preached the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. It was just something that was immediately done. Public declaration. I'm a Christian. We'll leave that sit there. I want to finish up talking about this. How we baptized. In Christianity, there's a divide. Part of Christianity baptizes in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's how I was water baptized. The other part of Christianity, which is a smaller segment, they baptize in the name of Jesus. And I believe they're both fine myself, but people really get hung up on this. And then the people that baptized in the name of Jesus, there's a small sect in, in that group that believes you can't go to heaven unless you're baptized in the name of Jesus, and they'll call themselves Jesus only, and, and they're very strong about that. Good people. Um, and and, and I, I, have, I have nothing against any of these people, but I want to try to help you understand how I believe the best way is to water baptize someone, and you can decide for yourself and take some of the fear away from people that have fear or doubts. You know, Jesus was raised from the dead. He spent 40 days hanging out with the apostles, the the 120. He just hung out with them and taught them. And then after 40 days, he ascended and went and sat on his throne. And just before he ascended, here's what he said. Matthew 28, verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's no one in here that could argue that that's not in the Bible. It's in every translation. And I believe if you were baptized in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But someone who believes in baptizing in the name of Jesus, they would say this. Some Bible revelations are progressive and they keep growing. They expand. You learn more about them as you read further in the Bible. So they would argue that by the time you get past the Gospels, people are just baptizing in the name of Jesus. And they'd be correct in this sense. If you read the book of Acts, every time someone was water baptized, it was in the name of Jesus. So they would be correct. That that's how they baptize in the, name, in, in, in the uh, Bible. Listen to Acts 10, 48. Uh, Peter preached to Cornelius in his household. Verse 48 says, So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. And so they were baptized, and you'll see it over and over in Acts, in the name of Jesus. So... I'm a young Christian, I'm in Bible school, and I was confused. I wasn't sure what to do. Because after I accepted Christ, I was baptized in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So I wasn't sure which way, and I'm trying to make those decisions in my mind as I'm in Bible school. And uh, I was going to a church, Grace Fellowship in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Pastor Bob Yanning, he still pastors there. So uh, he's been there a long time, incredible teacher. And I was sitting there in a service where he taught on water baptism. And then I'm just listening and he shared something that just blew me away because he talked about what I just mentioned to you. And he read a scripture. Here it is. It's Colossians 
It says, for in him, Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And explained, it just simply means this. In Jesus and in his name dwells the fullness of the Godhead. The Godhead is the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son. So in Jesus dwells the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son. So if you use the name of Jesus... You are baptizing in the name of the Father. You are baptizing in the name of the Son and the Holy Spirit because His name has the fullness of the Godhead in it. So that really opened it up to me. But then He really set me free by the next thing that He said. And I've been pastoring here 27 years. And from the first, the first people we baptized, we did in my brother's pool because we didn't have a building and we went in his pool in the summer, baptized the first folks here at Believers. And uh, I did it that way in the pool so it's been since 1983 and here's how it is it goes like this i baptize you in the name of jesus in whom the fullness of the godhead dwells bodily the father son and holy spirit so you catch them both i baptize you in the name of jesus in whom the fullness of the godhead dwells bodily the father son and holy spirit dunk and you've got both people happy You've been baptized both ways. If you run into a Jesus-only person, you say, yeah, I was baptized in the name of Jesus. If you run into someone that believes Father, Son, Holy Spirit, yeah, I was baptized in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Because you were. And we just say both of them. And I believe it just makes it simple and makes it easy for people. So let's move to the next level. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes just for a moment. If you're in this room and you have never been water baptized, but you are a Christian... I just want you to ask yourself the question, what's holding me back? 